Hello, friends. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by From Within Records. March 19th, Reloaded and Ready for More, Seed of Pain, limited to 300 copies. So please head over to the From Within Records Big Cartel on March 19th to go pre-order yourself a copy. There will be t-shirts and posters, so get those while supplies last. Next week, March 26th, at the First Unitarian Church in Philly, From Within Records Showcase, Eco Strike, The Final Show, Payback It Is What It Is, Record Release, Magnitude, Shackled, Simulacra, Worn, Burning Strong, Seat of Pain, Beskar, Almighty Watching, and Off the Tracks. Tickets will be up until the night before the showcase, so please, if you haven't grabbed one yet, head over to the From Within Records Big Cartel and grab one before it's too late. If you're not listening to the From Within Records podcast, you should do yourself a favor and go boot up your Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, YouTube, wherever, and subscribe to their podcast. Episode 5 just came out this past Sunday. They drop every other Sunday. It's a great listen, and I highly suggest you subscribe if you're not already. And if you're not following From Within Records on social media, boot up your Twitter your Instagram, go click that follow button to stay up to date on all the current news. And like I always say, please support from within records because they support us. If you're looking for high quality merch for your band, your business for whatever, hit up my friends over at good fortune printing out of Wilkesbury, Pennsylvania. You can follow them on Instagram at good fortune printing, or you can contact them at contact at goodfortuneprinting.com. They do high quality merch. It's amazing. I love them. I'm working with them next week. They're uh, printing my uh, best car collab t-shirts. Uh, we're doing a repress of some of the stuff from FYA. Uh, they're a, a pleasure to work with and I highly recommend them. So please support good fortune printing April 25th. It's a Monday night, but last straw Connecticut straight edge will be in town. This is how your weekend should go Sunday. I want to see you at chain reaction, Boston manor, higher power, anxious trash boat. And then Monday night, I want to see you at program supporting hardcore last straw, take it to heart, Firestarter, and major pain doors are at seven. It's $10 to get in. Uh, so please support last straw and all the local bands playing. It's going to be a great night. I'm, I'm super stoked how all of this came together and I'm looking forward to seeing all of you there on today's episode. We had a track on our good friend, Nick Bertles. It's been fun for me to be able to get to know Nick through having so many mutual friends and having so many things in common. And it was fun for me to be able to have someone else from Pummel on the podcast. I love Pummel. Uh, shout out Boston Hardcore. But it was fun for me to be able to sit down with Nick and just talk about his upbringing and how he joined Pummel and all the other music stuff he has going on. Shout out Ultimatum, Ankle Biter. Uh, if you're not familiar, uh, you know, please keep your ears and eyes open. You'll be hearing about them very soon. But if you haven't listened to Next in Line by Pummel, head over to their band camp, boot up your Spotify, Apple Music title and go stream Next in Line. Uh, some awesome tracks from Pummel. Uh, there will be more coming soon from Pummel. So just uh, you know, pay attention to that. But it was great to be able to sit down 
and speak with Nick. I love that he loves Disney. Uh, people that share that same love for Disney as I do um, is always special for me. And I know I'm not super pro Disney on the timeline like I used to be. I I, I still go. It, it may nice. It may not seem like it, uh, but trust me, I'm still at Disney uh, probably more than you ever know but it's just not the same vibe as uh pre-pandemic but it, it's still uh, something that has a special place in my heart i'm still there all the time but it, it's always a pleasure for me to be able to speak about it at length with uh, people who share that same love so please strap in enjoy this conversation without further ado welcome nick burles to the show podcast nick how's it going great how are you jamie i'm, I'm doing good wait do you prefer nick nicholas or Bertles? um honestly whatever um it's weird like i've met a lot of people over the last year being in a now active pretty active band so people have started calling me nick again but Bertles is kind of what i go by okay like in my other sort of friend groups and whatnot Okay, for sure. I, I just wanted to uh, call you by your, uh, what you prefer. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, because sometimes I'll, I'll, I'll get the question, is Jamie your real name? And I'm like, uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, what, really? uh, yeah, and people, cause is, is it, people will think Jamie's short for James, or they'll ask if it's short for something else. And I'm like, what else could it be short for? I, I, I have no idea. Huh. Yeah, I've never met anyone named Jamie who has like a, a longer name like James or Jameson or whatever so interesting okay so for people listening who may not be familiar you play in a boston hardcore band called pummel yes which uh is awesome i i'm dying to see pummel I, i've been a fan for a long time you know matt's been on the podcast but before yes. uh so shout out to matt for doing that a while back but i'm you know happy to have another member from the band on because I, I think you guys are still out there doing good music uh I, I really enjoyed the latest release but uh I, i'm just curious uh you know how you uh, joined the band and how you met all those people in pummel yeah um so i i've been going to shows in boston pretty much since i started to go on shows when i was a kid mm -hmm. um and sort of i'd say around 2018 ish i met matt um or no, it was 2019. Sorry. There was this venue in Boston that's not active anymore. Um, it, it was called the Dorchester Art Project, uh, the DAP for short. Um, and Matt helped uh, book a lot of shows there. He was running the door there, et cetera. Um, and going to shows there, I just, I saw Matt all the time. And then we sort of, you know, exchanged social media, phone number, all that. Um, and then, Right when shows were starting to come back, Matt and I um, got really close, um, you know, over time. And right when the shows were starting to come back last May, Matt texted me and he was just like, yo, what are you doing for like music right now? 
Um, and at that point, I was only working on um, sort of like a smaller project with my friend Evan, um, who plays in Broken Vow. And I was just like, oh, I just have this thing with Evan going on. Like, why? What's up? And he was like, yo, so like, how quickly do you think you can learn the Pummel songs? And I was like, uh, like, you know, I'm pretty sure I know most of them off the top of my head. I can figure something out. And he was like, cool. Can you be at the practice base in like a week or two? Um, and we kind of just hit the ground running. Um, it was sort of, you know, quick process, but um, everybody in that band's awesome people. So we all meshed really well right off the bat. Um, and they sort of um, had parted ways with their old drummer and had the EP that we put out last fall already fleshed out. Um, and it was sort of like a, hey, we need somebody to play on this. Um, we want somebody in the band who's going to, you know, be ready to play shows, hit the ground running and sort of, you know, when things come back, um, they want it to go full force. So that's where I came in. Okay. That's awesome. And when they had invited you to the practice space, did you know that you were uh, going to try to maybe be in the band full time or were you thinking, oh, this is just going to be for like a show and then go about honestly, your way? I didn't know, to be honest. And I... I've said this to them a couple times. Like I, it took me a couple months to realize like, Oh, like I'm in this band. Like I'm not just like doing a job. Mm -hmm. Um, cause you know, I, I'm a very methodical person. I like doing, you know, any sort of creative endeavor I go into, I like committing to it and doing it to the best of my ability. So when I got the ask to be in Pummel, it was like, I'm going to learn these songs by the book. I'm going to, you know, try not to put, too much of my own flair on them like i'm there to be a part of pummel um and for the first couple months not that it felt like a job but i was like all right i just gotta lock in do the songs etc um and that was my main focus and then as time went on and it was like oh we keep getting show offers you know we're going here we're going there it was like oh i'm doing this so mm -hmm. um there was never really in a you know a separation between like Hey, do you want to come to the practice space and jam some songs and you're in the band now? It was kind of just like, like I said, we hit the ground running. And then from there, it's, we never really slowed down. And did you ever have that like formal conversation? Like, Hey, like you're, you're, really. you're in the band now. <laughs> no, it was kind of, it was kind of right off. Like Matt pitched it to me with just like, yo, like we don't have a drummer. Like, you know, what are you doing? And like I said, I sort of took it as it could go any way. Um, and the way that it went was sort of just, I, I meshed well with everybody. Mm -hmm. uh, we all get along very well, um, have similar sense of humor, et cetera. So, um, you know, once they realized I could play the songs, it was like, all right, cool. <laughs> like, let's make this work. And outside of Matt, did you know any of the other members b before you went to the practice space and started, uh, you know, being a part of the band? not on like a personal level i mean boston's a fairly small scene like boston proper so i'd obviously like i'd seen pummel a bunch um over the years and obviously i've been like going to shows with these people for you know years but um i was never on like a very personal rapport like i am now with mm -hmm. all of the band well, that's cool that you're able to, you know, uh, kind of link up and you guys all mesh well together because it, it can be a disaster, right? You, yeah. uh, you know, enter into like a new social circle and you kind of realize like, oh, shit, like I don't get along with any of these people. Yeah. 
um yeah it, it's it's cool three three of the members uh matt steve and john are like childhood friends and they all live together so there's sort of like this built-in dynamic with pummel where it's like they're sort of like i don't know they're like brothers who like you know just like rag on each other and like it's a fun time being in that band mm -hmm. okay and uh, you briefly mentioned you were working on a smaller project with uh, evan uh mm -hmm. whatever happened to that one um, so that is, that's the band ultimatum. Um, mm -hmm. that's how I met Evan. Um, he like pre or no, it was during the pandemic, uh, got accepted to Brown and, um, I'm from Providence, Rhode Island. Uh, we, I don't know if we've said that yet, but, um, Brown is obviously the big university in Providence. Um, and just hardcore small, we sort of linked up through social media and Evan was like, yo, I'm writing for like the first hardcore band that I'm in. Um, you know, what's good in Providence and Providence really doesn't have a crazy scene. Um, as far as like proper hardcore goes, um, we have a lot of punk kids. We have a lot of noise. Um, there's a lot of like alternative music, but hardcore itself is kind of small. Um, so Evan and I um sort of hashed out how we were going to make a project work um and then that was like the first hardcore band he was writing for um and it was pretty much just garage band demos up until um very recently and uh you guys haven't put out anything proper have you no we just recorded like the first demo mm -hmm. um two weeks ago um with uh this guy chaz in connecticut um he plays drums in almighty watching and does all their recording and whatnot mm -hmm. um but so that's probably coming out soon hopefully we're still working on you know getting that mastered and really being nitpicky with how it sounds and whatnot but it's coming soon and uh who else is in ultimatum besides you and evan um so ultimatum is now pretty much just it's broken vow plus me um and then when tommy uh from broken vow is doing other tommy things um my partner trang on is uh filling in on bass for it okay good old tommy that guy never ceases to amaze me uh, yeah <laughs> always doing something super talented i love tommy yeah he's he i he's like a fucking cartoon character like <laughs> he's the funnest person to be in a room with because he i don't know he the situations he gets himself then you're just like what um yeah i don't know i love that guy yeah awesome dude and a shout out to evan uh i, I feel like anytime i ever have someone uh you know on from uh you know your circle of friends uh somehow he, he gets brought up uh so uh yeah it, it, and it's crazy to me because you know i became a fan of uh, broken vow not knowing who was in the band i had to go like reach out to people and I'm like who's in this band like how can i get in contact with them like uh well shout out to uh, nick from new morality zine he kind of like pointed me in the right direction and then come to find out shout out nick yeah shout out nick and come to find out there's a guy from orange county in the band and like my mind was blown because i'm like dude like i've yeah. seen that guy at so many shows like out here uh and i was like i think that's him uh, and sure enough yeah. it was so uh it's, it's, it's funny great. that like that friend group is still fairly new um but all mm. of us got like super close like we we all became friends before evan was in broken vow mm -hmm. um we all met at the first like big connecticut show last summer um mad ball death before dishonor um ilcom and one other band i'm forgetting so forgive me for that 
um, played in Connecticut and all of us went to that and just like hung out after the show and stuff. And that's where um, like we started a group chat after that show. And now there's like a million bands that have spawned out of that group chat. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, shout out Madball uh, last yeah. summer. <laughs> um, okay. Well, that's that, that's something awesome to hear. Uh, I'm, you know, uh, happy that you're doing, uh, you know, th- that original project still and that it didn't just fizzle out because you, uh, you know, got into uh, something that was, you know, more active and doing more stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Evan and I, like, going back to what I just said about that group chat, like, we we start, like, bands all the time as jokes and then, like, all of us are competent enough musicians that in like a day we can have a shitty garage band demo out. And then, you know, not to be like a coming soon person, but like Evan and I are um, meeting up after this to spray paint a banner for another band. We're doing first show this Saturday or this Thursday. So um, yeah, there's going to be lots of bands coming from that group of people. Mm-hmm. And are, are you speaking about an ankle biter? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Ankle biter. <laughs> okay. Uh, see, I, I I follow you guys, so I I, I see the stuff going on. I I pay attention. Yeah. That's yeah. Fun. Um, it's fun. Yeah. We we I don't know. We're just we're all like I said. We're all just trying to have as much fun in music while we can. It was taken away from us for so long that once we were able to you know comfortably link up with one another, mm-hmm. spread out to um like that group of friends is throughout the entirety of New England. So mm-hmm. um now that we can sort of come and go and travel as we please and be in the same room together comfortably. Um, we just want to make file. And I, I think it's important uh, is to have, have fun, right? Cause sometimes I feel like people can, uh, you know, take things a little too serious. So the fact that, um, you have that perspective that you want to take advantage of this time while it's still here, because it, it's, it's still not guaranteed just because, uh, things have gotten better from 2020 doesn't mean that it can't be taken away again. So I, I appreciate that perspective. And I, I think it's awesome that you and your friends are just going out there, creating new projects and actually playing shows and just, uh, you know, seeing it or seeing where it goes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, even there's a show happening in Pawtucket tonight that we're unfortunately not doing it anymore, but Evan and I wrote a our violence demo that we were going to do a one night only band with him and my girlfriend. And we were literally just going to open up that show and play a three minute power violence demo that we wrote in a night. <laughs> That's not happening anymore, but it would have been sick. Yeah. Yeah. No music's awesome. And it, mm. it would have been something cool for like whoever was there. Like, oh, yeah, we saw this one off band that we just never heard of again. Yeah. Yeah. But even like uh, we're for Pummel, we're currently writing for NLP um and we're workshopping just like a world around that lp and the general consensus is we're just trying to make it as fun as possible okay and i'm i'm, I'm trying to uh, think back to you know the timeline when uh, next in line was released uh, mm-hmm. were you guys sitting on that um on, on those three songs for a while yeah we recorded that um with will gate um in july and then we were originally supposed to put it out kind of quickly um the following august and then those didn't get released in october mm-hmm. of last year so a couple months but uh, we definitely were just trying to like get those out and uh, if you can remember <clears throat> excuse me how do you feel the response was once you put those three songs out because i remember uh 
you know, uh, hearing some uh, rumblings about new Pummel. Oh, th these songs are very different. Um, be prepared. And I remember hearing them for the first time and I was like, I don't think this sounds that much different from like the stuff that came out before. To me, it still sounds like Pummel. Yeah. Uh, but not in a bad way. I, I, I enjoyed the songs and I was happy that uh, you guys came back with new music because uh, I, I always uh, am curious about the bands that kind of you know fell off because of the pandemic and still haven't come back. So like when Pummel dropped them, I'm like, cool, they didn't uh, you know become victims of the circumstance. They still were busy and had stuff ready to go. Yeah, um, it's it's interesting being somebody who sort of watched the rise of Pummel now be in Pummel, where I got to see I was at the first show that they sort of recall as the first time they ever got like a proper reaction mm -hmm. um and it was right before our power came out i think our power was out as like a single but the full ep hadn't been released and that was the first time they got like sing along and you know it was like a crazy show um so when we dropped next in line sort of the first couple shows after that dropping seeing kids sing along to that it was like what the fuck is happening like i don't know not that I wasn't expecting people to react, but um, the reaction was really good. Um, we definitely got the feedback that it was different sounding. Mm -hmm. um, so you're definitely right in that regard where that was kind of a consensus about it, but I don't think it's too different from Pummel um, or from, you know, traditional Pummel. When I was first shown those songs, um, I definitely thought like, oh yeah, it's a little heavier. There's some more metallic influence on it, but like, it's still hardcore um yeah I, I don't know um the reception was great though um and it seems to be going over we've played a couple um like weekend runs in places that i've never been to they've never been to um and those songs go off so um i don't know it's dope yeah, no, I, I think it's well deserved. I, I'm happy that thank you. Uh, people are uh, paying attention, especially to you know w when you look at Pummel and like the long line of you know Boston hardcore history, um, newer band. Uh, so the fact that kids are paying attention and you um, obviously I feel like the most important part is like the the quality of music you guys are putting out. It, it, it's awesome. So I think that's thank why you. uh, you're finally getting the reaction that you guys deserve. Is uh, you know kids probably had time to tune in and you know pay attention. And obviously, yeah. uh, being starved from uh, going to shows, uh, I'm sure kids are still I'm hungry just as ever. Like even when the show start first started coming back, so yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, it's, I don't know. It's cool. I I hope that with the LP sort of on the way, um, we can really hone in and sort of make something for everybody. And you mentioned those weekend runs where you're playing places that um, you guys have never gone before. Mm. Was that like a strategic move? Like, hey, we need to go try to um, uh, go into these new, new markets and try to get some new fans? Or was it just by chance that um, you guys are just trying to you know, play shows and those were the places that were available? Um, not even. It wasn't really strategic. Um, we're sort of just all very busy people. Um, we've all got full-time jobs. Um, almost all of us are in relationships. Um, we all have sort of other things going on. So when mm -hmm. we do tours or weekend runs, whatever, we really want to make it worthwhile. And it wasn't so much a like, oh, we've never been here. Like, let's, you know, let's go see if we can get fans here. It was like, yo, we have friends in Ohio and we've never played Ohio. Like, let's fucking go to Ohio. Or, you know, Richmond was you know, dope the one time they played there 
a long time ago. Like, let's go see what's popping there now. Um, so yeah, no, it, it's less strategic, more like, let's just make this worthwhile for us and like see new places and, you know, meet new people. And it's less to market the band more, like I said, just to keep that ethos of having fun. <clears throat> okay. And, uh, going into those new markets, uh, how was that for you guys? It was cool. Um, I mean, I pummel is like the first proper band I've ever been in. Um, I was just like a fill in drummer for friends, high school pop punk bands. And like, I've never been in anything that's done tours or anything. So everything's new to me. Um, so like the fact that I'm even able to play outside of Rhode Island, Boston or Connecticut is sick for me. Um, let alone somewhere like Cleveland, Ohio. Um, but it's dope. Um, obviously hardcore is very small with the internet now. Um, so I've met a lot of people that I thought I would never meet, you know, just from being able to play drums in a band, which is sick. And, uh, in your area, are drummers pretty scarce? Cause I, I feel like anytime I talk to anybody trying to start a band, yeah. <laughs> uh, that role's uh, always like a holdup, like, like who's a, who's the, who's like the resident drummer for the local uh, scene. Right. Yeah. Um, especially Rhode Island. Like I, it's me. Jeff Novak from Peace Test. Those are like the only, or no, and then Josh from Hairspray Queen. Those are the only like drummers I can think of in Rhode Island as far as hardcore kids go. Mm -hmm. um, and it's funny. It's gotten to the point where like referencing back to like Evan writing a million demos, like he texted me something last night and I was like, I'm not playing drums in this man. Like I've got too much shit on my plate. Um, so yeah, it's definitely scarce, um, but it's cool because I don't know. I feel like all of the drummers um, in Rhode Island, Boston, etc., are pretty respected, pretty well at their craft. And um, like, shout out to the Tribe Dream crew. Um, uh, it's like the Vantage Point dudes. Um, they mm -hmm. all sort of swap instruments, and like, there's bands that share members um, with all those people, and like, I don't know, all those bands rock. So. I'm still dying to see Vantage Point. I, I feel like when I listen to, to that band, I'm just like, this band should be way bigger, but obviously the pandemic yeah, sure. happened. But like yeah. when I, when I listen to everything that they've put out, like this band, this band has like that, like just like that, that sound that I love and they, they just do it so well. Yeah. Um, but they've got, they've, they've got some stuff on the way. Oh, well, I'm, they're, they're not going anywhere. Glad to hear. Um, I, I remember yeah. I, I reached out to, uh, to some of them when uh, that C4 demo came out. Um, yeah but uh, shout out c4 as well yeah i i think there's just like so much cool shit going on um out there in your area I, but i feel like it's, it's, it's always been that way because even because i've been a fan of boston hardcore since i got into hardcore because of uh you know the, the bands that were around that time and then obviously i watched like boston beatdown volume two and yeah, classic. Uh, yeah and, and just like some of those bands like still like righteous jams is still like one of my favorite bands to this day yeah. i have like a bunch of like blood for blood t-shirts back here um yeah. I, I was lucky enough to see them one time no way yeah how was that it was cool um it, it, it was uh not the venue that i would have picked but it was like uh but it was a fun night wisdom and chains played uh there was um uh, dan hardy this uh a guy who used to be in the ufc he was there which confirmed this thing that i always had because he had, he has like the blood for blood skulls tattooed on his legs 
yeah yeah, yeah. i've seen this <laughs> yeah so when he would fight i'm like there's no way that that guy from the uk listens to blood for blood so i'm like that's not real but then when i saw him on stage i'm like that's fucking it's dan real. hardy <laughs> i'm like those are blood for blood skulls so that like confirmed that that's so sick um but yeah but but then even like uh you know just over the years obviously um bands like uh have heart super influential uh, yeah rival mob uh, the goats i love rub mob yeah I, had, I like real time you knew there was something special because like you know kids were like flipping their t-shirts for like you know triple digits on ebay right this is before like yeah. the d pops the instagram stores whatever uh yeah and you're just like damn this is insane and then on, on, on top of like you know them writing great music and you know performing live uh you know uh always having a great set um they're they're a special band i i i love that band yeah they're one of my top five them and mental those are like I wish every band sounded like those two bands. <laughs> <laughs> Just take over the entire genre. All right. You, yeah. <laughs> you gotta pick pick uh, Rival Mob or Mental. That's what you have to sound like. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just so many good bands but it, but it's cool to see um even now just like the, this like newer crop uh you know of kids uh still waving that flag uh and doing awesome things. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's funny. I no shots at Axe to Grind, but I remember listening to an Axe to Grind episode and they were talking about like what scenes they wanted to see more of. And I think, I don't know if it was Pat said like, oh, I want to see more out of Boston. And I remember hearing that and being like, really? Like Boston's kind of lit right now. <laughs> like, I don't know. There's like, there's new bands all the time. And I don't know, shows have been sick since shows came back out here. So yeah, anytime I, I see like, maybe it's because of Todd from like, you know, eye of the storm. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I see, I, I see his photos and I'm just like, why does everything look so awesome? Uh, yeah. Yeah. The shows always look so much fun out there. Um, yeah. the lights are on, which I'm a fan of. Yeah. We're, we're big lights on sort of scene. Yeah. I, I, I feel like people, uh, just don't understand the the benefit. Cause I feel like when it's like super dark, I get like the club setting or whatever. That's like, okay. But, when i'm at a show and all the lights are on i can see everything it, it just i feel like it just sets a way better mood yeah i don't know like i like i said i'm i'm all about having fun so it's it's much cooler being able to see everything and see everybody going off and having mm. a good time and i think there's certain shows that lights off make sense and like it's cool to have like a scary vibe but for the most part i'm i'm there to have fun so yeah i think the i think the most scared i get is like I know my glasses are going to get knocked off at some point. Just yep. hope, just hope they don't get crushed. Like, yeah, I, I when I was in LA, uh, like last week, um, uh, pain, the truth, drain, uh, field of flames played. And yeah, I, I got my glasses knocked off and instantly I was like, please don't get stepped on. That show looked insane. It was, it, well, yeah, it, it, it sold out. Um, obviously, uh, drains, uh, you know, a huge band, so uh, a lot of people are always stoked to see them. Uh, Pain the first time in LA, and they're like still super hot right now. Like, yeah, they, I love that band. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm like following some of the members on uh, social media and seeing them selling out of merch like mm -hmm. so early on in the tour. It's like, geez, like, like I'm just curious, like, how much did you start with? And then I, I saw the line like at the, the LA date, and there's like kids like for days buying that stuff. That's sick. Yeah. But yeah, a crazy show. A lot of people showed out. Uh, pretty big venue, uh, seventeen twenty. But is that like a that's the warehouse spot? 
Yeah, the warehouse spot where uh, people that's used cool. to. Uh, th- th- there, there used to be like a big issue of people's cars getting broken into, but I don't think that's really like too big of a thing mm-hmm. anymore because like they have like security like roaming around and. Word. Um, but, yeah, we don't have a spot like that out here, but I wish we did. It'd be cool. What are the venue situations like out there? Um, I mean, Providence, I'll be honest, sucks. Um, we really don't have venues over here, and that's why, I don't know, Providence hasn't had shows in a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, we have this one spot, uh, the News Cafe in Pawtucket. It's very, very small, but it's easy to book. Um, so we've been trying to get shows going there. Um, other than that, I mean, the last like proper venue in Providence I can think of was there was a spot called Simon's uh, Six, Seven, Seven that I went to like when I was in high school. Um, that was downtown in Providence or right outside downtown. Um, and like I saw the last Bane tour played there with Backtrack and Malfunction. Um, mm-hmm. a bunch of shit played there. Um, we've had like small DIY spots over time um shout out to carlos and aldeos and like the funky jungle but all of those places sort of ebb and flow um so right now providence is kind of dry on venues but boston um there's sort of like the legendary venues um there's hardcore stadium the cambridge elks lodge there's the middle east um the uh tribe dream records crew like doug and the vantage point dudes just started booking at this vfw in brighton um they're calling it the tribe dream arena um and that spot's pretty cool um good parking it's a big venue um we're playing there with bib at the end of the month so that should be cool march 30th march 30th yeah us uh tempter um immortal war and burning lord shout out burning lord that band rocks I think it's such a badass name for a band. It's so sick that, and I don't know. I I don't know their merch situation, but I know they have one shirt floating around that's like a burning cross with like a guy's face on it. I don't know. It's sick. That's sounds pretty intense. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> good band too. Um, I've, yeah. I've checked them out because I, I saw a lot of people uh, posting about them. So yeah, they're they're part of that whole tribe dream dream crew. Um, but yeah, no, that band's fun live. Hmm. And speaking of merch, uh, I, I gotta I thank you again for my wreckage T-shirt. Of course, I'm <laughs> I'm so glad that got to come into fruition. Yeah, um, I get uh, I'll, I'll I'll tell you more about it off air because I don't know how much uh, I can say on air, but uh, I I definitely appreciate that because uh, it's uh, cool to finally own a piece of wreckage merch because I'm I'm such a huge fan of that band, so I yeah. I, I definitely appreciate that because I. Because it, it can get annoying, right? To, to bug people. Hey, I, I know you're going to the show. Can you, uh, you know, pick me up some merch? But you know, like it's not just picking up merch because then you got to ship it. You got to, you know, take time out of your day, and people can be really busy. So yeah. um, I, I appreciate you willing to do that. Yeah, no, for sure. Like I, I told you, I'm I'm usually the most annoying person when it comes to that shit. Um, I'm a big merch nerd. I'm a big t-shirt nerd. Um, I love merch. I don't know. I feel like it's whack to have that take, but I, I love merch. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm very big into like graphic design and just the sentimental value of a t-shirt and sort of, you know, owning it as like a time and place in your life. Um, so I'm, I've punished people on merch pickups in my time. So now I try to sort of repay the karma back into the universe. And anytime I know somebody's fucking with a band and it's hard to get something from them, if I can get it for them, I want to. 
Yes. No, I definitely appreciate that. And uh, trust me, I'm, I will see you in like two weeks and I, I got, yes. I, I got some free merch for you. So I appreciate you again on that. <laughs> yeah. Um, you, you know, it's funny is uh, when I got that, that package from you, I had put, uh, one of the pummel stickers on my laptop and I posted it and, yeah. uh, the band, uh, Instagram DM me, they were like, how'd you get that sticker? And I'm like, oh shit. I was like, I don't want to get Nick in trouble, but like, <laughs> I, the, you know, I, I want to tell the truth. Um, yeah. Uh, so I, I told them that I got it from you and they just called yeah. you a sneaky king. That, yeah. That's me. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, uh, oh. that was definitely Matt that DM'd mm-hmm. you. And we, we just have those in our practice space. We like never did anything with those. Uh-huh. We, we literally have like 300 of them just sitting on like a shelf in our practice space. So I, every time I'm there, I try to take one and put it somewhere funny or send mm-hmm. it to someone. And I don't know. They're cool stickers. We I, should use them. Yeah. That's why it, it's on my laptop here. I, I have it right here for anybody who's watching the video. Um, I have like uh, nothing but uh, K-pop and like hardcore stickers like on my laptop, as it should be. <laughs> yeah, so sick. So I, we're I in good company. Yeah, exactly. So I, I was happy to put it on my my laptop, but uh, I feel like that's a lot of stickers to not do anything with. Like, yeah, I I think um, I'm not positive on this. I think uh, their old drummer made them. and they were like lost in the practice space for a minute and then they were sort of just like stumbled upon one day um wait so how big how big is this practice space for something to get lost um not big at all (laughs) it's we just have a lot of stuff in a very small space Mm -hmm. Uh, we have like a, a shelf that just has like extra gear like pedals cables etc um and it's kind of just like a junk shelf. Um, so yeah, things things can get lost very quickly in there. Okay. Well, um, thank you again. I, I definitely yeah. appreciate that. And uh, yes, so two weeks, we're uh, going to see each other in Philly, which is funny yes. because last time we were in the same room together, and we didn't um, know that because I, I didn't know you were at... I know. I didn't know you were in Sweet Valley, but I, I should have assumed because there was... Um, you know, obviously uh, a good presence from the Broken Vow crew because I, I could tell, yes. you know, I could see you guys all huddled, but I didn't realize you were in that that giant circle of people just because I felt, you know, for me traveling out there, I knew obviously like m- my friends, um, you know, from there, uh, you know, a couple of people from like Louisville uh, and like that was it to me. Everybody else was just local strangers. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, it was just like, you know, I was like, I was, I was, I was wandering around just kind of doing my own thing. So I, I yeah. was surprised to find out that, that you were there like after the fact. Yeah. I was Evan's ride home. So I had to be there. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> kidding. I, I wanted to be there. It was, that was a dope show. How long was that drive for you guys? Um, It was like five hours to get home. Jeez. We drove straight home after it. It, it sucked. I'm not going to lie, but. It was worth it. I I love one step closer. Shout out to all of them. Shout out Ryan. I love Ryan. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know. Seeing them open for OSC was like a, a cool full circle moment. Yeah, I, I was so stoked because that was like uh, my first time seeing Broken Vow, um, and just like being such a fan of the music. Uh, you know, leading up, leading up to that point, I was like, I, I was stoked because it lived up to like my expectations of seeing them live. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's it's funny. I they didn't have a drummer, um, like a permanent drummer leading up to that show. I was originally supposed to play that show mm-hmm. with Broken Vow, and then they found Max um, a couple months before that show and got him show ready. So I got to mosh, which was more fun for me. <laughs> yeah, I, I had posted because uh, like well, sometimes like I'll, I'll see a band or artist live whatever i'll just post a clip on my uh like instagram story but i won't like really tag anybody i just kind of just put it up there for like whatever and i i had so many people hitting me up like who is this band like like what's their name i was just like oh yeah (laughs) and in in my bubble right in my own personal bubble i just assumed everybody knows broken vow but yeah uh, like a bunch of people were like hitting me up that had no idea so I, i had to put them on yeah it's funny they they're all humble like very humble and they assume that nobody knows them so i think that show was a nice sort of like reality check for them that like no people like people recognize you people know who you are and like mm-hmm. want to know who you are yeah i'm hoping to hear more from the broken vow camp whenever they, uh, they've yeah they the, you'll hear plenty from them well, <laughs> just break the news now uh, I'm only I'm only their merch designer. I can't. I'm not their manager. I'm not there. <laughs> Wait, I, did you design that that hoodie that I own? Yes. Yeah, I've done pretty much all of their merch except for two designs. Okay, so I, I'm I'm curious about that design. Is that referencing something? I I just bought it because I I wanted a broken bow, uh, you know, piece. Yeah. Uh, no. Um, it's funny, like working with them as like friends. I whenever Tommy texts me and he's just like, "Yo, it's time to make merch." Like, can I hit you up about this? Um, he, they never have ideas really. They sort of just let me do whatever I want. Mm-hmm. Um, and I always like to have some sort of idea when I go into doing merch for anybody or a flyer or whatever. Um, so I always tell Tommy like, "Yo, can you send me like five pictures of an idea or like a a thought?" Um, and he sent me like sort of things that all were relative to like an uprising. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just went through like old encyclopedias and whatnot and found a picture of like, it was like an, uh, a lower class uprising from like the 1800s, um, and used that. Okay. Yeah. Cause I was looking at it and I was like, I'm really bad at like movie references. So this might just be going over my head, but this, no. was, <laughs> <laughs> this list looks badass. It's uh, literally just like a found picture uh-huh. of like an uprising. Okay. Uh, well, next time uh, Tommy calls you for merch, just do a reprint of the album cover for uh, Sane's Mind. And yes, because uh, I, I need one because it's sold out. Obviously, those pre orders, I, I missed out. I was a little too late for, for that. Yeah. Ship, so uh, the, the like numerality Sunday Drive shirts. Yeah. With like, really? The black Those one are sold out. As far, as far as I know, that's cool. Hit up Nick. Make him <laughs> send you one or something. Nick, I, I you know, I, I don't like to beg behind the scenes. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> no, Didn't want to put you on the spot. <laughs> no, it's all good because uh, that was my fault for see, and that's why uh, I, I, I'm bummed because I got to the ship too late. Right, everybody who yeah. was in tune before me. Uh, which is fair because I, I, you know, obviously I, I stumble upon things uh, when I do. I, I'm not always, uh, you know, uh, on top of everything, but yeah, it's hard to be one day. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I will pay good money for anybody listening. Triple digits, maybe. 
Just DM me. <laughs> Whoa. Size large. Whoa. Size large. Honestly, if I you have one, right? Yeah, I I do have one in my closet, but uh, that that has a lot of sentimental value. I'm trying to hold on to all the broken bow merch. No, 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 yeah, I I I don't blame you, especially since you're so involved in in that side of things. So yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah, I I love I love t-shirts, like I said. Yeah, I I I do too. Like I'm not even kidding. Like half the shirts behind me, like I've never even worn. Cause yeah. I'm like, you know, I have like a, a grip of like point of contact merch that I've had for years and I'm just like, all right, one day when I'm, when I go out for something special, I'll, I'll put it on. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> I, but every time like, I'm, I'm going through my closet, I'm just like, ah, I don't think going to Disneyland is that special today. I'm going to can't go, go to something that's been worn already. Yeah. Um, and, and then even like, uh, hold on, I'm sorry for, for people listening, like right here, like this yellow t-shirt, um, there's like three steadfast t-shirts right here that um i had Hell purchased yeah. uh from uh my good buddy josh that i'm like all right i'm saving those for a special occasion as well but who knows when they'll pop up but yeah i, I have so many shirts that i think are just so awesome just because i like love the bands love the the design but i i just want to say them uh for like you know like a, a, a cool outing so i don't want to just like put on this shirt that i love just to go to the mall where yeah. i'm going to be there for like 10 minutes and then just uh, you know sit at home for the rest of the day. Yeah, like that that shirt that we're referencing that's going to be exchanged in Philly. Like I I know when I'm wearing that. That's going to be my first Disneyland trip shirt for sure. You have a you're going to Disneyland? Uh <laughs> yes, we, we can talk about that off off air. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> no, and the and this is like, you know, uh uh cool too because uh, I'm stoked that uh you know, you mentioned you and the broken vow crew is going but uh do you know who who's all coming out is evan going to be there um i'm definitely coming i, I think i'll be in your area twice this summer um oh, evan's I, for sure going to be home at one of those we'll I'm, talk about oh no I'm, I'm so sorry i i, I was referencing uh philly oh philly yeah philly uh-huh. okay yeah two weeks um yes philly i'm i'm pretty sure like the entire crew is going to be there um, I know Tommy Harrison are going. I'm taking Evan. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, I, I think there's a bunch of us rolling out. Okay. We haven't figured out carpool yet, but I'm sure there'll be multiple cars rolling out. That's awesome. I, I, I yeah. got to meet the rest of the band because I, I follow everyone, uh, you know, in Broken Vow on Twitter, but I just haven't spoken to uh, the other members in person. Yeah. You just talked to Olin, right? Yes. Uh, Olin yeah, they, was they on rock. the podcast. Yeah, well, was on the podcast. Uh, shout out d- to Evan again. Uh, I, I got to have him on at some point, but uh, I reached out to Evan um, when I was going to have uh, Olin on the podcast. So nice. Yeah, yeah. It's funny. I, I'm surprised you got me before you got Evan, um, just with like the Orange County connection. It's just like I don't know timing. Like yeah. I, 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 I would love to have Evan on. I'll, I'll, I'll hit him up. Uh, it'll be text. So we'll. He's around. We'll figure it out. Um, I know he's around, mm-hmm. but yeah, um, that, that despise shirt is getting rocked at Disneyland for sure. I appreciate that. I, mm. I you know, that was like the hottest design, uh, <laughs> at FYA shout out to yeah. um, my good buddy, Ben Brody, the guitar player of despise. He, he designed that. Cause, uh, you know, when I had the original idea to do these like collab, shirts i i i plan on just outsourcing the the artists uh you know for the mm. design but 
um ben ben was down to do it so i'm like hell yeah that saves me some money because uh you know yeah. uh, i had have to pay these people to right. design the stuff so that was nice and he was really into it like he was like uh obviously a supporter of the podcast and was just super pumped to to do it and he sent me like a couple things that that he wanted to do and then when he sent me that one i was like okay this is it this is like so fucking yeah. sick and did you let the bands pick like the designs for that uh so with uh despise i just left it open i'm like hey do whatever you want just you know just yeah. do something disney right yeah and then shackled i, I had a buddy just uh design shackled and i i obviously ran it by the band i was like hey this is what what's going to happen here's the rough if you like it we'll uh you know get it done if not like we can switch things around so shackled was fine with the haunted mansion design yeah uh despise obviously was cool because they did their own um payback uh, I was actually nervous about because uh, th- that was actually designed by Chris Wilson from Ikulu Cash Only Records. Oh, no shit. Yeah, yeah. Because um, uh, I-, I wanted to do a, and here's like you know some behind the scenes. I-, I wanted to do a Frozen design for for Payback. Oh, that would have been so sick. <laughs> th- th- that's what I thought. But um, but shout out uh, my buddy Jake Abbott. He was like, hey, like we've done a lot of Punisher. Can we keep it? Uh, you know, rolling with the Punisher design. I'm like, yeah, that yeah. totally works because, you know, Marvel's Disney, it's all in the same, you know, realm. So we could totally make that work. So that yeah. one came out. That one was like super hot. People love that one. And then the uh, Bernie Strong design, they just kind of left that one up to me. So that was like the one that I designed. I That was like a hookups uh, rip. Uh, yeah. Which, which was cool. Cause I, I saw a guy wearing the original design. I remember he came over to the table and was like super confused. He's like, this looks very familiar. And I'm like, you're literally <laughs> wearing the shirt. Yeah. Um, That's sick. Yeah, it, it was it was really fun. Um, I I was gonna do more for the showcase, but uh, things just didn't work out. But we have one design yeah. that, that'll be there. Uh, we we teamed up with a the band from Florida, Beskar. So with it, there's a Mandalorian Sick. design. I I I posted it once. I'm not a lot of people I, saw. I it, remember but, seeing it. Okay, yeah. So that one will be there. And, Word. Yeah, I'm trying to uh, do more. I I I want to do a do one for the label i i, I gotta to talk to carter figure it out yeah if uh, anyone has that shackled on a mansion rep in a large hit me up because i want it <laughs> good old shackled yeah that was a pretty fun design i, I and i'm and i'm happy that the the bands were stoked to to do it um yeah, yeah. I, I you don't really see disney related hardcore merch so i was stoked when i saw that because it's like two of my worlds colliding yeah and especially being out there in florida it's like so like a part of the culture out there like i had yeah i had friends who went to disney world like before the fest which i'm like how do you how do you have that much energy you were at the after show last night so i i i didn't go to fya this year but Mm -hmm. the past couple years that i'd went that's what i would usually do is i would go a day before go to downtown disney do the fest and then i would spend the next week at disney world the next like week my tradition yeah jeez i have um, a couple of friends down there so it's not as crazy as it sounds but mm-hmm. um yeah it, that's like was my tradition for a couple of years you know i i had met some people in like uh you know like 2017 ish times uh just through uh you know just being on instagram and shit and like hardcore yeah and we had like uh you know uh, made plans to go to disney world together we went 
and had this little group it was like the craziest thing uh even when i think about it to this day we, we had this group that would go like um at least once um sometimes even twice a year to, to disney world and like i was the only person from the west coast everyone else was from like long island um uh, boston proper uh new jersey or uh, king of prussia or uh, you know if you want to get technical yeah um, uh uh and then I'm trying to think where I think where my friend Lynn was from. I, I think she lives in Rhode Island now. She's like, oh, a, no yeah, she, she's like, she's been in a hardware for a long time. Uh, but like we would all go um, every year. And this year or well, 2022, I'm just sorry. 2021 was the first year where I didn't go to like any Disney World trips with them. So I was, yeah, like, uh, definitely kind of missing it, but uh, kind of happy to take a break from it because there's all these like new things about to open. So I want to go back once like the guardians of the galaxy roller coaster is is open yeah tron's sure. like up and running yeah i'm a i'm a big nerd about that shit so i like following construction process and so how does uh someone like you from uh you know living like where you're at uh you know get into disney and, uh, and what makes you want to do that kind of travel because it's not easy to, from where you're at just to you know pick up and go because you can't just drive well you, you can't drive them yeah. it'll take a little longer but you, you know to, to get on an airplane and yeah um it's weird it like it sort of like ties into everything sort of ties in together but um i was just like a big disney nerd when i was a kid um i wanted to be an imagineer when i was a kid um growing up mm -hmm. um so i was sort of like very just enveloped in that world and like would read like the park guidebooks and all that shit when i was a kid um and i don't know like one youtube became a thing um i would just like watch like ride throughs and like i don't know i just i love learning about shit that i'm passionate about um so once i sort of became an adult and you know started working a real job and you know could save a little money um i would always make it a point to travel at least once a year to disney if i could um and i have a couple friends that work down there so it made um, getting in a little easier and less mm. expensive, um, so that money could be focused on you know plane tickets or food, etc. Yeah, th that's a nice friend to have to, to be able to get uh, signed yeah. in. Um, you, you know, what's crazy is uh, through doing the podcast, I, I, I've had people uh, reach out who like work there, uh, and I, I'm like obviously uh, can't like keep up with everybody because there's so much going on but a uh, shout out to yeah. my buddy ryan uh, he, he definitely listens he he still lives out there um in orlando and still works for disney and we, we actually hung out he was just like hey like i i see that you're going to be in town do you want to meet up I'm like hell yeah i'm, I'm fucking down that I'll, rocks I'll, I'll i'm down to meet people who, who love hardcore he even came by the fya table so he, he's a real one so oh no way yeah that's sick pretty crazy um okay so you have you done a trip well you know the, the year has just started we're still pretty early on um do you have a trip yeah. planned or have you uh, been to disney world yet or are you not yet okay um my girlfriend and i keep talking about it like oh we got to do it we got to do it this year um but travel plans have been focused on fests which keep falling through for us mm -hmm. um because bigger plans keep coming um uh, we have outbreak on the books right now um so oh, i'll probably wow. be That's in the uk um for outbreak yeah and then um pummel has some some things on the books for the summer as well that i need to start saving up for and make sure i have the time off work approved mm -hmm. okay 
And uh, for you, uh, what's the travel situation like? Like, how long is the flight to uh, Disney World? Because for me, I, I, I kind of, um, you know, I was fortunate enough to have been born and you know grew up in California. So uh, as I got older, I, I made it a point to move uh, closer to the park. So now I, I, I live in Anaheim, like proper. Yeah. So I'm like 10 minutes uh, from Disneyland. Like, you know, on That's the, sick. Yeah, taking city streets, I could get there faster if I take the freeway. Um, but I'm just curious, like, how long does it take for you to get there? It's like a three hour flight. It's like two hours, 45 minutes. So it's not the worst, but it's mm. definitely a pain. Yeah. Getting on an airplane. Uh, obviously, uh, since you're not flying private, it's like you got to go through you know, TSA and deal with yeah, all the other it's people. A whole process. Yeah. yeah. It, I'm, I'm nervous to fly to Philly in, in a couple of weeks because um, just to get to FYA was such a hassle. Like, uh, I heard through like listening to the podcast, it was like the whole Atlanta situation. Yeah, it, it was terrible. Uh, so, uh, but like I, I have a direct flight, so I'm hoping as long as it doesn't get delayed, I, I should be fine. But still, yeah. just like the the trauma of like my last outing at an airport. I'm like, God, hopefully, <laughs> yeah. hopefully this time around, it, it's like way better. Yeah, I I can imagine. I mean, direct flight, you should be good. Um, how long is that flight to Philly? It's got to be pretty it, decent. It's like I think like five and a half or six hours. Like not. It's not terrible yeah it's not too bad like I, i'm and this is like a quick trip so for anybody who's trying to catch me lacking in philly you, you got to do it quick <laughs> uh, i'm i'm literally uh you know I, I work friday and then i'm heading straight to the airport so you know uh, here's my itinerary so anybody who wants to catch me uh, i'm <laughs> driving I, I, so i work friday heading straight to the airport and then i fly um you know in, in the evening from la to philly i land like at midnight so, uh, you know, oh, wow. Yeah. Land at midnight. And luckily, the uh, people that I'm saying with, I, I had to double check on my hand. Like, are you guys still going to be awake? Do you want me to camp out at the airport till you're up? And they're like, no, like, we're fine. Like, just just roll over to to the house. So, so yeah. luckily, like, uh, they're going to be awake. And I'm, I'm just going to, uh, you know, get to their house, sleep, wake up, go to the show. And then uh, I, I don't know what I'm doing on Sunday because I'm not sure what their plans are. Uh, but yeah, uh, hang out for a little bit on Sunday and then fly home uh, Sunday evening. Nice. Yeah. At least you don't have to wake up super early Sunday. And yo, dude, I did that once, and it was so bad. Like, I I went to Pensacola for Burning Strong's record release, and uh, shout out to Carter. Uh, his 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 wife picked me up in the airport at like midnight. Went to the show the next day, and then uh, Carter took me to the airport at five a.m. the next day. Like, I was Damn. I was so stressed going to yeah. sleep because i'm like dude like we just got back to your house uh it's like one in the morning i might oversleep because i'm a heavy sleeper <laughs> and Car yeah. yeah luckily cards like no like i'm good like i'll set an alarm and i'll make sure we get there and sure That's enough good. yeah sure enough he he got up because i was just like i was out i think we're gonna be in a situation like that um like our crew for the that eco strike show because evan is flying home the next day for spring break okay um and I'm pretty sure like Tommy and all them are trying to crash in Philly. And Evan was just like, yo, if you go, like, can you take me back to Providence? Cause I'm flying out from Rhode Island. So mm -hmm. I think we're driving back from Philly that night, um, which is going to suck. And Evan's going to have to figure out how to get to the airport because <laughs> I need sleep. Yeah. But I, I think it's awesome. That you guys are like willing to, to make that kind of trip. Um, mm. Cause for, for, for me, 
like living out here in California, like luckily, uh, like a lot of good tours like come through here and like in Southern California, like we have like a, a couple different scenes that we could choose from. So the chances of a, of a good tour coming through Southern California and not hitting one of the three major scenes is like super rare. So, yeah. uh, so I don't have to drive too far, but like we have options to go up North or, uh, jet out to Vegas or Arizona. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, the east coast is funny because i mean being a rhode islander too like we we gripe about driving so much in the state like we're the smallest state you can drive the entire state in like 45 minutes so we're pretty jaded when it comes to drives and mm-hmm. like a 20 minute drive for us is like oh, that sucks like i'm not doing that um but i don't know it's we're i'm in a location where anything is sort of like a five hour drive like um I was in New York city last week with my girlfriend and like, that was only a three hour drive. So just having like so many cool places, mm-hmm. a short air quotes, short drive away. It's nice. Yeah. That's, that's pretty interesting. But I feel like sometimes doing those, uh, road trips are part of the fun. Yeah. Cause you, you can't really, uh, you know, uh, like recreate those kind of memories, especially like if you're like, you know, uh, driving to like a specific show, like you know the like random stuff always happens like when you're driving or sometimes you just have like the best conversations or you uh, you put on like great music i i, I just love uh you know road trips yeah, but uh, I, I do them so rare so like whenever they do happen it's like i, I gotta soak yeah. this up yeah i'm i'm like it's funny i'm like the designated driver for a lot of my friend group just because i have a car and um I don't know people i just i like driving mm-hmm. um but everyone hates driving with me because i'm a habitual terrible dj and will put my phone on like repeat um and i just let the same album or ep repeat for the entire time so like there's a running joke with evan and i where um pummel played main last year and evan rolled up rolled up with me and we listened to the first soul blind ep for the entire like four hour drive and now whenever that comes on we're like Ugh, like we know every part of that ep now by mm. accident yeah and it it like haunts us but it's a great ep so it was a good four hours shout out soul blind on tour now um uh, random thing uh when i went to that drain show in, in la uh soul blind was there because their tour was starting the next day up in uh i think sacramento or san francisco yeah. I, I can't remember off the top of my head i'm one of those cities uh but they were in la because they had to pick up some merch so they decided to go to the show and i That's got cool. to uh, you know uh, see some of them which is nice yeah uh that band rocks i i love that band i wish more bands would start like that they're yeah i i, I don't know what it is it's just like they're like musically uh, it's just something that i i I just love like just their style um i love uh, you know sen on vocals it's just yeah special band yeah definitely it's it's cool that they can exist in any world too like they play a hardcore show and you know kids are banging their head and you know if they know the words they're singing along or they're on that drug church show which is a lot of new kids to them i'm sure and Mm -hmm. i'm sure they're getting good reactions yeah and it's uh, they're, they're one of those bands that i'm just like okay i'm, I'm happy that they're getting out there and uh, you know are going to be able to you know gain new fans new listeners because i i think it's like well deserved the yeah yeah like, like you said for, for them to be able to like coexist and kind of get that respect from everybody yeah um, is, is great because like not not every band that sounds like that you know gets that respect like you know a lot of times people will just kind of like 
you know brush it off it was kind of a, like a like a, a a trend or whatever with that like that style of music in hardcore but yeah but but soul lines doing it right agreed that tour looks cool too i'm definitely going to the boston date of that okay uh yeah i will be going to like one of the last dates for, for some reason i thought it was like next weekend but it's like not till uh yeah like the end of the month which will be yeah i'm kind of disorganized with my shows right now so i feel you mm-hmm yeah but a calendar yeah i i have a calendar but it's just like filled with like podcast dates yeah (laughs) that's fair you're a busy guy i thankfully uh thankfully i am i'm I'm very um, you know happy that i'm able to to stay busy and uh, that people still tune in every week so i i I still am very uh, humble and appreciate uh you know everybody who listens and people like you who give me their time and are willing to come on and uh, you know just sit down and just talk about whatever yeah for sure but I want to escape this Disney talk real quick because I, 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 I'm yeah. still very curious. Um, so the, uh, you know, we, we talked about travel time, but w- when you set out, um, you know, on these uh, vacations to like Disney, I know you mentioned going to like downtown Disney, but um, as far as the parks, are, are there things that you like, you know, do you have like a checklist of things that you have to do while you're here? Or are you trying to like, you know, take pictures with characters or like, like what's your main goal when you get to Disney World? Um, it really depends. Um, I'm a big ride guy. Um, like I said, like Imagineering was like my shit when I was a kid. So uh-huh. um, there's like staple rides I got to hit. Like I'm a big Haunted Mansion head. So um, I go there um, and I don't know, do it as many times as I can. Um, it, it really depends. Um, I, I kind of just like doing as much as I can. And I'm a big like I got a rope drop kind of person so i get to the park right at opening and i tr- really try to maximize my time there um but i just like i don't know i like chilling there like um going and sitting at the hub in magic kingdom is cool and like just hanging out um that's the one thing because like uh, when i would go with like my friends from like all, all over you know we'd all kind of go down and kind of try to prioritize like what people want to do yeah. And then when they would get to me, right? Oh, like, what do you want to do? I'm like, I just want to chill on like the hub grass. I want to take a photo with yeah. you guys. And they're like, why? Yeah. Why do you want to do that? And I'm like, you guys don't understand. Like, we don't have this in, uh, you know, D- in D- Disneyland. There's no place for us to, to be able to sit on nice grass, have a nice view of the castle and just, yeah. uh, you know, just, just kind of like vibe out amongst the, the craziness. And they're like, yeah. all right, like, like we can do it, but we don't know why you want to do it. But I'm just like, all right, just, no, yeah, I like, love that. It's it, yeah. So the, so the fact that you mentioned that I, I I'm happy that somebody else can appreciate it that much. Yeah. If you catch it at the right time and it's like just you and your group of friends sitting on like a corner of the hub and like there's people running around and it's just you guys in the square. Like that's, I don't know. That's the coolest feeling to me, like mm-hmm. being a quiet part of a bigger chaos yeah like i went last monday to disneyland because my buddy mm. um uh he he actually works there he's like the manager of the magic shop so um oh sick yeah I, we actually met at disneyland he's a super uh great dude and i like one, one of my closest friends um so we went because he hadn't been to disneyland since they reopened just because he's busy with work and um you know he has like you know life and stuff so he just hasn't had time to go in as a guest yeah so uh we you know we're like all right like, let's go on monday like we'll we'll see how, what it's like and it was it was hell there was like everyone was there it was so packed and uh we just uh said screw it like let's just post up and like people watch and yeah that's still like one of the funnest things to do because like you see so many like 
uh, you know, characters uh, and not like the actual Disney characters, but just like, yeah, like um, literal characters. Yeah. Just like the, just like the, the general public, like you're just like, wow, it, it, it's always so interesting. And then obviously like, um, since like, uh, like we're, we're local, like, uh, we, we see, we'll always like run into somebody we know. So it's always kind of funny just like running into other people and just being like, Oh shit. Like you're here. Like this is yeah. like, uh, it's, it's always, um, like even though it's not too surprising, but it's always just still kind of cool. Like, Oh, like we're running into each other in Disneyland of all places. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I think people, a lot of people have this negative connotation of going to Disney as an adult, but like Disney's sick as an adult because it's like just, I don't know, it's like a sociology experiment. Like you're just seeing all walks of life in one place and watching them interact. It's cool. Yeah. And I typically now, like, I feel like I'm more bummed for the, the tourists who like, uh, have to save up and travel take time off of work to come to disneyland and then it's like hell it's like you know like two hours yeah. just to get on pirates when it's like got it like i would never wait two hours to go on pirates um, nope. and i just feel so bad for them like like i'm here because i live down the street like you're here and you traveled and I had to put all this effort into it and i just wish that they could have had a better experience yeah, i agree yeah and like that's why at this point in my life like i'm very fortunate and privilege to be able to go as much as i have gone and you know will continue to do so so um it's nice to be able to just be like you know what today we're just gonna get food we're just gonna hang out you know maybe ride a ride maybe not um but like like you said there's some people that that's like the one time they'll ever go in their life and seeing people like freak out over not being able to do splash mountain or something sucks and i'm curious are, are you uh, vegan or anything i am vegan yes okay so uh i'm uh, curious uh when you go to uh, downtown disney uh, uh well disney springs uh you know uh, for yeah. people who are, who are freaking out right now oh, they I'm keep calling it they keep calling it downtown disney it's like all right, all right. i know pleasure island Ugh. um uh like where's your because uh, i'm curious so like uh, for downtown uh for disney springs uh where's your, like your favorite spot to eat people are going to be so mad at me for this if anyone gives a shit about this conversation <laughs> house of blues impossible burger hits the spot wow yeah i know i got it oh, okay uh to be transparent I'm, there used to be a house of blues in downtown disney out here yeah and like you could uh, you used to be able to go and like uh, if you like if, if you're going to the show and you ate dinner there like you would like get in like early or whatever yeah and i did that one time and i had their meatloaf and i'm not gonna lie <laughs> the, 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 it was pretty good yeah make decent food out there in the house of blues it's it's pretty much just like a nice Applebee's is like how I would describe it to people. Like it's not bad. And mm. like I don't know whatever they do with their bun for the Impossible Burger, it's it's great. You can get it with vegan cheese. Um yeah, it rocks. And like I don't know, having park burgers sucks when you're in Disney sometimes. So having like a a nicely made like proper burger at a sit-down restaurant, mm -hmm. it's nice. Yeah, I I feel like it's uh pretty friendly in, in, in the parks these days when, when it comes to uh, yeah. you know, being vegan um especially i remember when um because like w when i would go on, on those uh, disney world trips with my friends it would be uh during halloween so we would go do like mickey's halloween party for sure and um they were you know conscious of like you know people being vegan so if, if you're a vegan um they would give you these tokens to go get like yep. the, the vegan treats but they would give you yeah. like like way more than the normal treats and like they were yeah. actually good stuff it wasn't like you know just like you know weird tasting food it was actually like good vegan like you know candy and snacks yeah. to eat i feel like i don't know they're they're they treat people with accommodations so much 
better than just like anyone especially at like the the halloween party because i mean i'm allergic to peanuts too so mm-hmm. um i would always like mention i had a peanut allergy and they would give me one of those tokens and same thing they would give you like ridiculous like they would give you like whole foods ass like juice pouches and like i don't know cool shit okay Hell yeah. Well, I, I'm glad you know about that and you've experienced it because it's definitely yeah. uh, a, a cool thing. Okay. But as far as inside the park, where, where does, um, you know, uh, you know, where's the best vegan food in your opinion? Hmm. It depends on what park. I mean, Magic Kingdom is obviously like the park for people. Um, there's a vegan bratwurst at uh, Pinocchio's Tavern um, that smacks. I, I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, I mean, you can't go wrong with just like a Dole Whip. Okay, <laughs> Dole Whips are, are awesome. I know there. It's like not something you can find up in the Northeast either. So I have to like overdose on Dole Whips every time I'm down there. Okay, yeah, I, I gotta um well, out here because my my buddy who I go with like primarily my, my my buddy Andy. Shout out to Andy. He's a vegan and he always uh talks about this uh at the chinese spot there's a vegan banh mi and he just talks Ooh. about yeah how like amazing it is because he gets it all the time so it has to be you know, decent for him to want where is that it. it's in california adventure ah okay yeah so if, if you have time yeah i've still i've still never been to any of the california parks so i'm excited yeah, it's fun. Um, uh, you mentioned uh, you know you're really into like you know like um, imagineering. Uh, did you ever watch that show on Disney Plus? Like, yeah. Okay. Binged it. It's fascinating, right? Uh, and we're talking about uh, the imagineering story. Yeah. Um, yeah. For, for anyone at, at this point who hasn't watched it, I feel like that that was like a staple. Like when Disney Plus first came out, it's like yo, yeah. You I remember like this. like immediately downloading it onto like my Roku, and like that was the first thing I wanted to watch. Um. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's cool. I've like I said, I've like grown up on that. So, um, like, I don't know how deep into it you are, but like, I've been a huge Joe Rody fan for a while, um, who designed like a lot of Animal Kingdom and shit. Um, so seeing other people in that world be able to share their stories and sort of talk about you know what made them make these decisions or how they got to building such crazy things, mm-hmm. it's really cool. Yeah, uh, was it? Uh- uh, Pandora out there in Animal Kingdom. Yeah, those, yeah. Th- those uh, floating rocks are, are just always so trippy to me. When I like look up and I'm just like, yeah, that that place at night is just like it's the craziest thing. It feels like you're on a different planet. I know that's like the point, but mm-hmm. it really does feel like it's a different world. I just really like going to uh, Animal Kingdom for uh, Expedition Everest. Yeah, classic. Yeah it's fun i i I definitely like going on that at night because for some reason i don't know if this is like it all the time because i'm only there like a couple times a year um like whenever we go at night like that ride's just like a walk-on oh yeah it's funny i don't think i've i always animal kingdom every time i go it's like kind of an afterthought Mm -hmm. for whatever reason so we always make that like a like not shitty day activity but if it's like oh we got nothing better to do let's go to animal kingdom and i've the past couple times i've gone it's been on like a rainy day or a day that was cold or you know i usually go after fyi in january so the weather's not the best um and i i don't think i've ever waited for that ride in like the past five years that's awesome yeah yeah whenever i go like my go-to is like uh epcot for sure 
because that's something yep. that like we don't have out here yeah and then i just love magic kingdom because it's like a I, I always feel like i'm in like a parallel universe because it's so because everything feels so familiar it's like not the exact layout of disneyland but um, yeah it, it's just like you know it, it's just funny to, to think about where certain things are in magic kingdom versus like you know back home in disneyland yeah and then the other parks will like we'll get to like people like the, the friends i would go to they love going to hollywood studios but like i don't really care about that one too much just because it reminds me so much of like california adventure yeah um and i'm not like the biggest star wars fan and uh, you know the the hype for galaxy's edge to me just kind of has like died down because i've been on better rides than like rise of really? the resistance uh in my opinion and i've said this before um the uh if you ever time at universal in florida the, the, yeah. the their new or their newer uh, the haggard roller coaster um in harry you potter liked that more than rise i did wow that's a crazy take and then also in my opinion. okay here, here, this might be even crazier um mickey and minnie's runaway rail car better than rise yeah i so i didn't get to go on that um okay i haven't been since it opened but i've i've spoiled it for myself and watched a million things so it's, that ride definitely is it looks insane so it, it's so good because it, it uses that same technology as rise as uh you yeah. know ratatouille um and, and it's just fun because uh d- depending on which um you know because like w- you, you get in the car or the the rail car or whatever but then there's like three different sections so you can like uh view it from like three different perspectives so yeah so it makes it like yeah. a little more fun yeah and like spoilers for anyone who hasn't seen or wants to go on that ride but like the last room i remember watching like a youtube video of that ride happening and how the room like changes while you're in it it like messed my mind up and i had to watch it back three times because i just didn't understand how they transformed like the factory into like the like garden Mm -hmm. and i'm excited that it's coming out here like we're we're getting it in disneyland yeah um but yeah no i've rise is like that's the craziest ride i've ever been on and mm-hmm. i was honestly disappointed with haggards so oh wow yeah why were okay so and this is me i'm not a harry potter fan so i don't really know anything like i was asking my friends like oh like what's that three-headed dog that cerberus yeah. thing there <laughs> um but what made you disappointed about haggards they were just hyping that ride up so much okay. and like I don't know it's it's cool technologically like there's definitely cool parts of that ride but like there's some things that just felt like an afterthought like it ends very abruptly and then there's just like a weird unicorn animatronic like i don't know it just like it's very quick and like the story moves quick and then it gets to a point where you're like oh it's done and it feels very not conclusive okay so you're you're really into like not just like uh how the ride's built or made you actually care about the story as well oh yeah i'm like i'm i'm ahead when it comes to that stuff mm. no no i i can definitely appreciate that because because a lot of things uh get overlooked and uh you know people don't really it, maybe they don't have time to to try to like absorb everything they're just there to ride at the one time because they had to wait three hours and then they they're, they're done with it they're not at home watching like you know the the ride perspectives or even caring about the history yeah for sure like i i as much as i like um you know experiencing that in person like i love like defunct land on youtube and like learning about the history of you know rides and whatnot so story is very interesting to me and i i like when things sort of have this universe around it Mm. okay uh what's your favorite attraction 
at, at Disney World across all parks? Uh, current or like of all time? Uh, well, let's do both because I'm kind of curious about your answer. Um, Haunted Mansion, current. It's a classic. It's got very interesting storyline that you kind of have to like dig into to like understand the full scope of the ride of like you know you show up to this manor and then halfway through the ride you fall off the roof and you're dead and in the graveyard and whatever and i don't know i just like i like scary shit um so um it's cool that that ride exists in disney um and i think it's an early example of like imagineering's ability to build a world around a ride um and then of all time um i don't know if you're familiar with the extraterrestrial alien encounter that was in tomorrowland in disney world mm-hmm. um that ride even though it's simple and like not that crazy the fact that disney had like a horror based ride in their park that like legitimately scared people to the point where they had to shut it down like that's so sick okay that's awesome that, that that's a throwback uh yeah i I, I, th- I think right now that that building is not even being in use no it was it was the stitch yeah, thing the stitch for one. a minute mm-hmm. yeah and then they were just using it as like a meet and greet spot for a minute and then i i think it's literally just like stroller parking now strollers i hate strollers yeah <laughs> the bane of my existence I <laughs> I was in the middle of uh, getting this shirt design, and I don't know why I, I never did it. Oh, I, I I stopped doing it because they they were like banning strollers, which I loved. But then they just kind of like eased up on it. But I had like this yeah. <laughs> had this uh, design it was kind of funny. Um, I, I forgot what the front was, but on the back it was like a double wide stroller, but like in crosshairs. <laughs> That's sick. <laughs> yeah, and it's just like it was. It's like okay. I was like, it, this probably looks crazy. Oh, this guy wants to like kill babies or whatever. But no, it's like yeah. It's like no, like we're killing the stroller, and like that would be like you know, like culturally, like you know, in like parks culture, people would totally get that. Yeah, that that's one of those shirts that like people watching at Disney. If I saw that going by, I'd be like, hell yeah! Like that's I need to say hi to that dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well. Okay. That, that, that's awesome. Now, now I'm curious if you're gonna like. Uh, Disneyland's Haunted Mansion because it's a it's a little different. Yeah, I mean, I, I I've done the research. I'm I'm familiar with like the differences, and mm-hmm. I I'm just gonna appreciate it as like the original more than anything. Um, and I mean, we we don't get the the Nightmare Before Christmas layover mm-hmm. at the Florida one, so hopefully I can time a trip at some point around that. Yeah, you definitely have to because like that is um, something where I'm like. Like, you know, obviously, like, like Haunted Mansion just existing is awesome, but for them to be able to just, like, put something on top of it to make it even cooler, I'm just like, damn, that's, like, so yeah. smart. Yeah. You, you guys get a lot of overlays that we don't, correct me if I'm wrong, or have over the years. Um, As far as I know, the only other one is uh, we <laughs> they gave up, like, the, the rights to Tower Terror out here. Right. So, yeah. Uh, Guardians. Yeah, uh, but then like they, they like do like like your uh, test track is our uh, cars ride. Uh, True. And then uh, I'm trying to think what else. Oh, the 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 dinosaur ride in Animal Kingdom is basically our Indiana Jones. Yeah, it's it's the same track layout, I believe. Uh-huh. And I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Like space is a little different. Um, which is yeah. which is so funny because I'm um, out here. Um, our space mountain uh you know uh seats are the seats that are in splash mountain out there and yeah. so so they, they, they kind of swapped out here and then and then the, the um out here uh you know our splash mountain seats are your space seats 
Yeah, it's funny. Yeah, which I, I I still don't see or understand like like why the change was, but like I don't mind it. It's like whatever. Like it's not that big of a yeah. deal. It doesn't matter. Um, Thunder's a little different. Um, uh, you know, out your way or out here, just depending on how you look at it. Yeah. Uh, but I think that's about it. If I'm yeah, thinking. it's different enough that like I I still want to go and see all the differences. Yeah, and then we have like some like exclusive like rides like uh, Mr. Toad's. Yeah, I never got to do Mr. Toad's. Obviously, that was before my time in uh, Disney World. So, and then I'm pretty sure the Alice in Wonderland ride is. Um, yes. Yeah, we don't um, have that. Which normally, like those, like uh, like the little like dark rides, I'm just kind of like uh, like I'll normally pass on because for some reason it's always so busy like like peter pan don't yeah. even don't don't even consider it because the line is oh, like unless you want to give up like half your day okay go do it it's, yeah, it's not it's that, like a two hour week the, the the coolest thing about that peter pan ride is like they you know there's like the um like the disney play app um i'm not sure you're familiar with it yeah. okay so yeah. you can like do like interactive stuff like you know like uh you know listen to music from movies whatever but like in the uh line for peter pan there's like um like you you, you play this game on the app right there's like clues and stuff you got to like you know punch in yeah and then once you get to like maybe like i don't want to say maybe halfway or maybe like a quarter of the way in there's like this tinkerbell statue and by that point you should have like completed the game and if you like put your phone um you know and uh, you know do the final button like you know you tinkerbell like the statue like you know activates and you see tink and yeah that's sick yeah and, and it's pretty cool because like you know like the majority of the people in line don't even know if there's a game you can play but like when it goes off people are like oh my god like that's so cool yeah i've I've never done one of those to completion i like i started doing it mm -hmm. uh the first time i went to galaxy's edge doing like the games around galaxy's edge and mm -hmm. then um it, not that i got bored it was just like kind of overwhelming and i had other things to do <laughs> no i get it like the one time that i um outside of peter pan like the only other cool one that i liked was um out here uh in line for space mountain there's like all these like you know cryptic like you know symbols and if you punch them in um it'll like give you like uh, stat boosters for like your rocket ship because like you're like uh, playing like like a series of mini games and you're just trying to beef up your rocket ship to get like higher points um yeah so that was like that that was only fun because the line for space mountain was so long so we're like all right let's just yeah. try this and see what we can do so me and a buddy uh got to like number one that's sick that's that's a ride that i've always had to wait for yeah i i, I think it's better out there like obviously you come ride it out here but it, it, it's yeah better in, in I, i've heard disney world um and i'm trying to think of it, what else what like what other differences there are because like yeah out, outside of tower the tower's different I mean, California Adventure has a lot that we don't have, obviously. Oh, yeah. Uh, we just got the Avengers Campus. That's like the new thing, which is like, <laughs> it's so whack. I know. I, 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 I don't watched the Spider-Man ride and was like, why did why did that happen? <laughs> um, yeah. And uh, I was walking by and like, they'll do like this, like, you know, every like, you know, whatever, 20, 30 minutes, whatever. There's like a little show and like you, you see Spider-Man like swing across the, the, yeah. the rooftop. And my, my buddy thought that was a real person. I was like, I'm like, dude, that's not a real person. That's just a, that's a dummy that they created. Yeah. Um, you know, like, like just look at it, like the, the way the limbs are moving. It's not a real person, dude. It's not human. Yeah. yeah. I remember being so mind blown the first time I saw like 
a video that got leaked of like them testing that out and mm -hmm. then the more times i watched it it just got like funny and now whenever a video of that comes across my timeline i just kind of laugh at it because it's just like this like flailing body yeah it's like it's cool in concept like that whole like you know land or campus or whatever like i yeah, but i'm not sure why they call it campus uh but it, it yeah. was supposed to be way cooler but just like yeah it, I, I honestly i feel like it, it got fumbled just like galaxy's edge is supposed to be way cooler than it actually is yeah um, and it, it, i'm just like it just leaves me scratching my head because i'm like how do you have like all like the access to so much cool shit but you guys still fumbled it yeah well i don't know if you remember like what epcot was supposed to become when they did like the whole anniversary of epcot and they had like they were going to build like those floating gardens and mm -hmm. shit and like had the all the right renovations planned like i none of that's gonna happen yeah i it i i still see like the news of like you know epcot under construction and stuff but like yeah yeah it, it would be cool but it would be cool but i, I don't know when it comes to disney i kind of just i've i've learned over the years to not take everything a hundred percent and just like if it happens cool if not like it's still a cool place to go <laughs> yeah i'm still trying to find that love that i uh, you know had for going to the parks because i was like i, I yeah. still love disney still a huge part of my life but i used to be like you know annoying to my friends like hey like let's go to disneyland like when are you free like let's let, let's go but now yeah it's just kind of like um should we go is it available yeah. <laughs> and then we, and yeah. we go and like we've had like like a couple good days there but most of the time we just kind of look around and we're just like man we're spending so much money like yeah like this is not as fun as it used to be um like, well, i'm it, sure go ahead you go sorry yeah. Let me to interrupt I, I was gonna say there's like just like a there's like a it was like a, a cultural shift but obviously because of like the, the the pandemic like things have uh obviously um haven't been the same since the park reopened um, yeah. and i think we're just still just trying to find that same like fun experience but it's just uh it's just different now that's what i was gonna say i feel like since the pandemic like people you know have realized how many things they've maybe taken for granted or like you know have had time to save up for experiences and stuff and i feel like from what i've heard even though i haven't been back like it's just a different place and like there's so many people and it's like there's this like chaos to it now I tried to, uh, you know, experience like pandemic Disney because like uh, yeah. I'm sure you saw like, uh, you know, every ride was a walk on in Disney World. It was like a ghost town, and I yeah. went uh, in 2020. Uh, I, I honestly think that was the last time that I went, and like half of our group, I'm you know, like understandably so, I'm you know, didn't want to go, but a, yeah. a, a few of us still braved the storm and we went. But <laughs> but for some reason that day they, um, you know, uh, it was actually packed. So it was just like yeah. a normal, it was just like a normal day in Disney World. I'm like, I was like, this is this is still like fun, but at the same time, I'm like, damn, I kind of wish that like there was nobody here. Like all those videos and pictures that I had seen on the internet. Yeah, yeah, I feel like everybody had the mentality of like, oh, it's you know during the pandemic, no one's gonna be there, so let's go. And then everybody started to go. Yeah, everybody. Yeah, by the time that I'd gotten out there, um, which was like you know uh, around Halloween, people were already yeah. flocking back. It was like pretty much normal at that point yeah definitely but yeah we'll see i i want to get back there this year for sure okay well I, I definitely do appreciate the you know disney talk yeah i didn't know how deep we were going to go into disney so i'm glad we 
we actually hashed some Disney out. I'm I'm always down to, to, to talk to Disney. People love Disney. Like, trust me, like yeah. the, 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 the kind of shit that I hear behind the scenes about people and like um, how much they like Disney or, um, you know, listening to some of the Disney stuff that I've done in the past. It, 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 yeah. it, it's, it's still cool that people still care. Yeah, I, I definitely have gotten like flack from my friends being like the Disney adult of the friend group, but I always like shit on them because um, like that's not something I like define myself by and also mm-hmm. like Disney's fucking sick when you can like do it the way you want to do it. 100%. Um, okay, well, I appreciate your time, but um, yeah, for sure. Before we go, um, it, do we cover everything? Um, Ultimatum coming out soon. Um Ultimatum soon, ankle biter for show this week. Any um, r- r- recordings? Big th- uh, yeah, we we are recording the demo first week of April. Okay, so things are moving. hopefully late spring. You'll hear some ankle biter tracks uh, on streaming platforms. Amazing. Okay, and, and pom- then um, pummel big big things are coming with pummel. Um, we have a pretty busy spring writing an LP. Um, we have a couple announcements late spring, and then uh, you will see us some places this summer. You may not have seen us before. Um, and I'll leave it at that. All right. Well, uh, Bertles, I appreciate your time. I appreciate everyone who tuned in. Uh, thank you and goodbye. <laughs>